Let's speak to Professor Annan Menon, who's director of the UK in a Changing Europe think tank. Good morning to you. Morning, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Um, we're going to get the speech from Lord Frost today, uh, basically arguing that the deal struck with Europe uh, isn't working for the UK. Uh, this, of course, is a deal that Lord Frost negotiated and Lord Frost told us was a good deal. Absolutely, but the argument the government is making is the deal was fine on the basis of the assumptions they were making about how the EU would implement it. So what they're saying is they hadn't realised that the EU would go running to the courts uh, quite as quickly as they did, and that has alerted them to the dangers of the European Court of Justice's role in this uh, agreement. Now, the EU, pretty much like you've just said, are saying, but hang on, you only signed this two years ago. How can you possibly be questioning the structure now? Uh, well, does the UK government's argument hold water, do you believe? <laughs> Well, it holds, I mean, it holds water for the UK government. I don't think it's going to hold much water for the European Union. Uh, David Frost has decided that actually even that sort of small role for the European Court of Justice is incompatible with the massive emphasis he's now putting on sovereignty. It's also worth bearing in mind that when you say, does the argument hold water, I think it holds water for the governing Conservative Party and many of their voters. So there's a, there's a big dose of politics behind this as well. Uh, so the, this is becoming a red line for David Frost in his negotiation. He wants the European Court of Justice removed uh, in terms of making decisions here. We think so, yeah. I mean, we haven't heard the speech yet. The government released a command paper back in June or July, if I remember rightly, in which they did cast doubt on the role of the European Court of Justice. So that's what we're assuming. There's still, we have to wait and see, because as ever in negotiations, it might be that this is something they're drawing up that they can later ditch as a concession. But uh, for the moment, at least, his rhetoric implies, yes, they want the court out. How difficult an ask would that be of the EU? Uh, I think it would be difficult to the point of illegality, many people on the EU side would argue, because since the Northern Ireland Protocol puts Northern Ireland under elements of EU law, and since the EU treaties say that the ultimate arbiter of EU law has to be the European Court of Justice, I suspect their argument would be, even if we wanted to give you this, we couldn't, because the court would strike it down as illegal for undermining its role. What is your view of you know how this whole uh, deal that was negotiated has actually panned out? I mean, was it a bad deal from the beginning? Was it always doomed to failure? Uh, it wasn't always doomed to failure, no. And for you know, in some ways, it was a clever deal that gave Northern Ireland the best of both worlds. The problem, as ever, has been politics, and there are two sorts of politics here. One, the politics of the Conservative government here, that obviously likes to have a low level of tension with the European Union, thinks that makes for good politics, and the second form of politics, which is. I think, in a way, more important is the divisiveness that this protocol has, uh, well, has deepened in within Northern Ireland itself. That is to say, many unionists, not all, but many unionists, hate the idea that the protocol effectively creates a single economy for, uh, for goods on the island of Ireland, and they perceive that as separating them from the rest of the United Kingdom. Well, it's also caused difficulties, hasn't it, just in terms of importing? Yeah, absolutely, because one of the key things about this was to avoid a border within the island of Ireland, the protocol means that you have to have checks on goods moving from GB to NI. And that means that some goods that we used to export to Northern Ireland from Great Britain can no longer go, and sausages are, if you like, the emblematic case at the moment. 
Yeah, and, and has this fully been implemented yet? Because, of course, many of the checks that were needed from the EU into the UK uh, were, were postponed, weren't they? So, in, in some respects, this deal or these issues could become exacerbated if the full, uh, the full uh, deal was implemented. I mean, the issue is, is, is more GB to uh, NI than NI to GB. So... Uh, what the British government has done is insist on extending so-called grace periods, which means the full gamut of checks on goods going from Great Britain to Northern Ireland aren't yet in place. A separate issue is the UK government hasn't yet put in place the full range of checks it needs to on goods coming from the EU to the UK. Ireland's Foreign Minister Simon Coveney has accused the UK of repeatedly dismissing EU proposals and in fact of doing so before, often before they're, they're even being fully discussed. Um, does he have a point? Uh, I mean, the British government hasn't sounded like it was desperately keen to compromise and there are some in the British government who I think firmly believe that the way to deal with the European Union is to act tough and that the EU will eventually cave. What is interesting is the obvious irritation amongst people like Simon Coveney about what's going on and the gradual deterioration in terms of trust between the two sides. I suppose the argument that would be made by the UK government is that you know, this is the very reason why we left the EU, so we're no longer, as they would see it, dictated to by them. No, absolutely. But I suppose if I, I mean, what the EU would respond to that is absolutely, you have freed the United Kingdom from EU regulations, mostly. That is to say, Great Britain no longer falls under EU regulation. But the price paid for that was a Northern Ireland protocol, which leaves Northern Ireland under EU rules, because that was the only way to avoid that border that no one wants within the island of Ireland. What do you imagine will happen tomorrow? <laughs> Well, uh, tomorrow the EU is releasing its position papers, and by all accounts, they have gone quite a way in meeting the concerns of the UK government, and it sounds like they are proposing a load of mechanisms to make trade between Great Britain and Northern Ireland easier. At that point, the UK government has to decide whether that is enough, facilitating trade, which is something they've been really worried about since the protocol came into effect, or whether they're really going to dig in and say, actually, no, those concessions are great, but we need the court removing. At that point, I suspect we're going to have a standoff. Yeah, is, I mean, is there the potential here for a deal, a deal that works if, in both, in, in favour of both? Yes, I mean, absolutely, but there is a potential for a deal. The potential for the deal would be if both sides compromised a little bit. What's not clear is if either side is willing to compromise on this crucial issue of the court, and even if everything else is resolved, if that remains a sticking point, then up with that continuing to haunt things and possibly the UK deciding, absent an EU concession on that, that they have no choice but to start the Article 16 process of suspending bits of the protocol. How much damage is being done to UK-EU relations with all of this? Well, there's no doubt a strain between the UK and the EU, not just because of this, but because of other things. Remember that relations between France and the UK are very bad because fishing is orchestrated signed earlier in the so we're not going really well with our European allies at the moment. What's interesting is that David Frost's speech is meant to tackle not just the protocol, but also the broader issue of relations with EU partners. And it's going to be very interesting to hear what he says. Well, we shall listen with interest. Professor Annan Menon, Director of the UK in a Changing Europe Think Tank, thank you very much.